Welcome to Empowered Birth, Love, and Life. I am your host, Emmy Robin. I am a certified birth and postpartum doula, childbirth educator, and breastfeeding counselor. And I hope that by listening to this podcast that you feel empowered going forward in your journey with your upcoming birth, your relationship, or life as a new parent. So let's get started. Hi. Hello. We're going to dive into it, you guys. This episode today is all about surrender. And surrender starts with your due date. There's a lot of things that we're going to go through um, as far as how to surrender into everything that is pregnancy, trying to conceive. I mean, shoot, it starts with trying to conceive all the way to motherhood. I mean, sometimes we just have to surrender into what is happening. Um, so yeah, this, this podcast is going to just really cover all of that. Um, and surrender is really just full trust. It's being aligned in full trust in whatever is happening. I remember when I was pregnant with Adeline, my first, you know, I would, I would hear all the hypnobirthing and I'd hear, you know, always surrender, surrender, surrender. And I'd be like, okay, well, what, (laughs) what does that mean? You know what I mean? Like, does it just mean like really feel the sensations? And it's like, no, that's not, that's not all surrender means, right? It's starts with trying to conceive, you know, we really just have to surrender to God's plan and, you know, trust, trust our bodies, trust the process of, of things. And yes, sometimes we need a little help, you know? Um, and it's the same thing with birth. Yes. Sometimes we need a little help. Right. Um, but first and foremost, let's just start with where I, as a doula have to really, you know, help a lot of my mamas surrender. And a lot of it comes with that stupid due date. (laughs) Now, I mean, going back to my first, you know, my husband and I were trying, 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 you know, and the month that I actually conceived, it wasn't when we were trying. We tried whenever I peed on an LH strip and it was positive and I was like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. And we were trying so much, you know, in those couple of days that, you know, when it came time to just take a break, we were like, let's go, let's go to Terlingua really fun kind of ghost town out in the desert and in West Texas. And I was like, let's just go, let's go, let's go to Marfa. Let's go see the lights. Let's go do this, you know? And, and we did, we went on a vacation and we weren't even like, well, we weren't even going to have sex because truthfully we had just had sex so much like a week and a half before that or a week before that, you know? And I was about, you know, I was in that luteal phase. I was like, am I, aren't I, am I, aren't I, you know? And I was about five days away from my period um, when we went on this vacation, you know, it was just a three day getaway. It was like day 24, 25, 26 of my cycle, you know, just for context. And, you know, on day 25, we, we decided to go have a really nice steak dinner at the, the Starlight Theater Cafe. It's a really cool restaurant right out there in Terlingua. Um, God, they have really good food, y'all. They have really good food out in the middle of the desert. I'll tell you what, uh, base camp Terlingua, shout out to you. That is such a cool vacay spot, y'all. They have like 
domes. You can look under, you know, those clear bubble domes. You can look at the stars. They have teepees. They have, we stayed in a casita. It was really cute. And, you know, I was in the luteal phase, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to just surrender, let go. I want a margarita. We had steak dinners. We got lots of margaritas. And let me tell you what, we had so much fun that night. And according to my dating ultrasound, the next day is technically when conception happened, you know, so I must've been ovulating and that sperm lived in there and yada, yada. Right. But if I had gone by my period, if I had, if I had used that and I didn't go get a dating ultrasound when I did, and let me tell you, when I went to go get a dating ultrasound, I was like, I'm probably around nine weeks. That's what I told the ultrasound tech. And she's looking and she's like, um, well, according to this, you're about seven weeks and two days. And I was like, there's no way. That means I would have like gotten pregnant on like day 25 of my cycle. And she was like, I mean, I've seen, I have seen crazier things. And I was thinking we only had sex once. Like we stopped having sex, I think like day 18, 19, somewhere around there. Like I, we, <laughs> to, to, to be candid, you know, we did it from like day 11 to like day 19, you know, we, we, we went balls to the wall, whatever. And, uh, we stopped, you know, because it was like, okay, that was a lot of pressure. Hopefully it worked. Let's go have a vacay and and have fun. And we had sex one night on that vacation, drunk on margaritas. It was amazing. And that's when we conceived her because I thought I was like, you know, nine weeks. Like surely it happened on like day 14, you know, not 11 days later. But if I went by my period right? If I had told the midwives, this was the date of my last period, instead of getting a dating ultrasound before I went, you know, into midwifery care and all of that jazz, (sighs) I probably would have been pressured into induction and all of the things, you know, granted my first birth didn't end the way that I wanted, but at least I was in, you know, kind of in autonomy as far as like going into spontaneous labor when I wanted. I did go past my due date, but I would have gone way past my due date if I went by my Period. And and the point of this is, is like babies are going to come when they want to come. Like who says that 40 weeks to the day is gestation? All right. That is when a baby's done cooking. It's like, according to what? According to the dating ultrasound, according to your period, according to when you had sex, according to your IVF, according to whatever. Some babies might take 43 weeks to cook. Some babies might take 42. Some babies might take 41. It, it, some babies might only need 38. It's like, I understand that science has progressed a, a long way, you know, but we are not God and we can't go into a baby's mind and say like, okay, I'm ready for you to come. Uh, if we go another day or two, your chance of dying is going to go up. So we need to bring you now. And that just stresses the baby out. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, and, and that whole stillbirth percentage, I mean, look it up y'all. It's like 1%. It's it, it, you're messing with nature when you try to like make a baby come when they're not ready to come. So, you know, I digress. It's all about trust, trusting in your body, trusting in your baby. And that in itself is surrender. You're surrendering to your baby's intuition, your baby's instincts. Because in labor, you're going to need that. You're going to need to trust that that baby knows what they are doing. And babies are very smart. They are so 
so smart. If you're allowing them that oxytocin and that connection to your brain, they are doing what needs to be done. You know what I mean? The second you get that epidural, it's like you're disconnecting that and you just have to have full trust in God to to make sure that that baby comes out the way that they're supposed to. And by all means, you know what I mean? So it, it, I, I, I really want you to just let go and let God when it comes to that due date. It is a guest date. You are not on anybody's clock but your own and that baby's. And they will release those prostaglandins, trigger labor to start, all the things, right? Yeah, you just make sure that you're rested when labor starts. If it starts with that prodromal labor, you know, you take naps, you you do all the things. And here we go. We're going from due date to surrendering in how your labor starts. If your labor starts with your water break, you know, look, if baby's looking good, we've talked about this in the episode before, talked about ways that labor starts. You know, if, if your labor starts with your water breaking, you know, hydrate, check on baby's kicks and movements, you know, surrender, trust that it is, it is going to happen. It's going to happen. Labor is going to start. If you're having that prodromal labor, you're having days and days and days of early labor. Don't let your midwife or your OB gaslight you. Like, there's a difference between Braxton Hicks and prodromal labor. Braxton Hicks is like that tightening, that tightening you feel when you're doing a little bit too much activity, you haven't drank enough water, you know, there's things that'll make Braxton Hicks stop. If you're having prodromal labor, that's a different story. It's usually babies like in a different position that needs to be. So you need to just do like an inversion or some spinning babies, you know, help the baby kind of go from asynclitic to not like just get them out of your pelvis for a second, get them back in your pelvis, let them reset, you know, all the things like maybe baby's OP, maybe you're having back labor. It's like, just trust that whatever's happening is, is allowing your body to do nature's course, right? So we're surrendering into that and we're not letting anybody gaslight us. It's like, I have a client now, even it's like, you know, I she texts me, I think I'm having, you know, contractions. I think that's what it is. She was induced with her, with her first. And, you know, she, she knows what they feel like. (laughs) I'm like, you know, you know what contractions feel like. Yeah. My midwife thinks they're Braxton Hicks. Okay. Well, is your midwife feeling what you're feeling? Because you can tell the difference between Braxton Hicks and contractions. Contractions feel like really deep period cramps and they start and then they build and then they go down. And it's, you know, I've had somebody who's had prodromal labor with two babies. Like I can tell you, they, they feel intense and they feel like contractions because they are, they're usually a facing you. The first stage of labor, early labor is not dilating you necessarily. It's actually making your cervix really, really soft so that that baby can come down and the baby's head dilates your cervix. The pressure of that baby's head will open your cervix. So what we really want is that cervix to get nice and soft first that effacements, you know, the effacement is super important. So early labor, prodromal labor, all these things, if you can just really connect to your body, it's softening that cervix. So just surrender to those sensations, you know, just allow your body to do its thing, right? You surrender into it. You surrender into the fact that this is normal. This is how my body, my baby want to start labor and all the things, you know, you have a practitioner for a reason. Again, I will always say I am not an advocate for free birth. 
I do believe in having somebody there to just in case you need it. But usually you don't, <laughs> you know, but like with Georgia, I, I wanted it. I welcomed it. I needed it. My midwife, I trusted her fully. She trusted me. My entire team trusted me and my wisdom. And man, my birth ended up being so empowering. And I always say like for someone else, my birth could have been traumatic. You know, go listen to my birth story. It's 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 all about how we are mentally in our mind, how prepared we are, how empowered we are going into our birth. That's how much we're going to surrender. If you have fear in anything, if you have fear in your pregnancy, if you have fear in your labor, if you have fear in your birth, you are not able to unlock joy. I remember my pastor at the church one time said, the opposite of joy is fear. And if you have fear, it is so hard for you to unlock joy in your life. And that is so powerful. And it's so true because going through pregnancy, going through labor, going through birth, going through motherhood, if you are always like, I'm not, I'm afraid I'm not making enough milk. I'm afraid something's wrong with the baby. I'm afraid this and that, you know, you're, you're, you're having so much fear. You are unable to sit in the moment, be present and have joy in what you're experiencing. And I notice so many times the first time mom, it's like just getting through that newborn stage is just cortisol, 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 cortisol. Something's wrong. This isn't right. I don't know what to do. And then the second time around, it's just like, I am really going to just enjoy this stage. You know what I mean? The more educated you are on what's normal, on what's normal, the more you're able to just sit back and trust like, oh, it's week two, baby's super fussy, man, won't sleep. It's, I don't know what's going on. I Oh, you know what? Actually, I do know what's going on. She's almost two weeks old. Oh, it's that two-week leap. That's what's happening. She's just having a growth spurt. She's just going to cluster feed. I'm probably not going to get sleep for the next two days, but that's okay. It's all temporary. And you find that like your nervous system will like just... <laughs> and you get to really unlock joy and relax into motherhood. The more educated you become, you know what I mean? Like follow me on Instagram, follow me, you know, listen to my podcast. Like hopefully I can empower you and teach you and, um, you know, to where you get to these stages and phases of pregnancy, birth, motherhood and you can just unlock that joy and get rid of that fear and fully surrender into trust. Trust that baby, trust yourself, trust your body, you know, breastfeeding. God, this surrender can go for everything, but we're going to go back. Okay. So due date. I want you to let that go. I want you to surrender into your body's going to spontaneously start labor when that baby is ready to release those prostaglandins and ready to, 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 you know, fully go, you know? And if you need a little help, then, you know, listen, I, I have a course, I go down the natural methods of induction and all of these things, but you know, again, at even natural induction is induction, right? I, I, I'm a big fan of sex. So what makes baby brings baby, right? And in labor, once we're in labor, so the ways that labor start, I, I have a whole podcast on it. Please listen to it. But really surrender into the way that your labor start 
started was the way your baby wanted your labor to start, the way your body wanted your labor to start. And that's, that's it. That's it. That's God's process. That's, that's what happened, right? And we have practitioners that can guide us and help us through it, but ultimately unlocking joy, having full trust in our body, allowing that oxytocin to just bathe that baby, keep that baby super happy all through labor. That's, that's, what's going to make a beautiful outcome, right? So we're talking about the ways labor starts, you know, now we're in labor, we're in labor, we're in early labor. And what we're doing is we're sleeping and resting and ignoring those beautiful waves that are coming and softening us. And whenever we can't ignore it, and we can't, you know, kind of take breaks in between and catch our breath, and we find ourselves where we can't you can't really communicate. We don't really want to communicate anymore. You want to go inward. That's kind of when you're getting towards the end of early labor and you're getting to the beginning of active labor. And if you can really welcome those waves at that moment, that's when it'll switch over to active. Truthfully, like when you can like, I think I want to go sit on the toilet right now and I want to welcome that sensation of intensity. And I want to, when I feel this contraction, I'm not going to tighten up and and try to push myself up off the seat. I'm going to really sink into it and I'm going to allow my pelvic floor to relax and I'm going to allow that baby to come down. And I'm going to allow my noises to come out of my mouth. If I want to scream, if I want to roar, if I want to whatever wants to come out of you or whatever you need to do to surrender into that sensation, that's what you do. And when you do that, you are giving your baby permission. You're giving your baby permission. Go lower, go deeper, come on out, come on down. You unlocking that fear in your brain and turning it into surrender and full trust in your body and your baby in birth, in labor, that is beautiful. That is where I see the most beautiful births is the moms that are just in full trust of what is happening in that moment. Obviously, when transition hits, you always hear that I can't do this. Oh, I can't do this. I can't, uh, you know, even in the in the most fully trusting mom. But that's, you know, we usually as the birth practitioners, you know, the, the doulas, the birth keepers, the midwives, we usually kind of get excited whenever a mom starts. I mean, we don't get excited. I just to me, that's a sign that transition is happening and she's probably going to start pushing soon. When you hit that that mental block in your brain and and you feel like, oh, I can't surrender anymore. This is really intense. <laughs> What's happening? Give me the epidural. Let's go. Let's transfer. I don't care. That's, that's, you're almost about to meet your baby, mama. Because, I mean, you're there. Like when that happens... That's the adrenaline kicking in, getting you, getting you pumped up, getting you jazzed up and ready to push. And when your body gets flooded with adrenaline, it goes into fight or flight. Your brain starts thinking like, whoa, what's happening? I can't do this. You know what I mean? Even though you still got that flow of oxytocin, it's just that that rush of adrenaline sometimes can scare moms, right? So then you get scared and then you have a little bit of fear and you're like, oh my gosh, what is that intense pressure in my back? What's that in pressure in my butt? I feel like my butt's going to explode. That's what I hear a lot. I feel like my butt's going to explode. Promise your butt's not going to explode. The baby's going to come out of your vagina and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> You're about to meet that baby. Get excited. Don't be scared, right? 
So I just find that, you know, fear really inhibits that joy and that trust and that deep connection and that, you know, all this outside noise, all this jibber jabber, like, hey, you know, you know, your baby's breached. Let's try to flip the baby. Let's do this. It's like, no, like, let's, let's chill out for a minute. Let's not do an invasive ECV on this baby and stress them out. Like, let's give them time to flip. And if they're breached, like, you know, I, I listened to Dr. Stuart Fishbein. He's, he's amazing, you know, and him and bliss and birthing instincts. If you guys don't listen to that podcast, please do yourself a favor and go listen to that podcast. I send that podcast to anybody that hasn't heard that podcast that is going to birth the baby. You you need to know what the variations of normal is. You need to know that breach is a variation of normal. Obviously, there's other factors that are involved in breach birth. I'm not a midwife. I'm not trained in it. So I don't know what they look for um, as far as like what's safe, what's dangerous when it comes to breach birth. But I do know that as a doula, I have witnessed the women that are in full trust of their bodies, no matter what the midwife says to them, those are the ones that have the coolest birth. Like the one I did a couple a couple times ago, like the midwife was straight up, she was having padromal labor and I was like, girl, you're you're in early labor. This could happen for a couple of days, could happen for a week. Just imagine it softening you and please continue to to rest because when you go into labor, I want you to be fully rested, right? It's her first baby, you know, whatever. Sure enough, she texts me, you know, and the midwife is telling her, I don't think this is labor. If you can take some Benadryl and go to sleep, I'm just like, oh my God, please do not take Benadryl. Don't do it. Just try to rest. If you can't rest, I'll come over. I'll give you some massages and some love and try to get you to go to sleep. When I tell you that this mama texted me at 10 p.m., on her birth night, she texted me at 10 p.m. She said, they're getting really intense. They're getting closer together. They're getting really intense. Her husband was at work. He was working a night shift. She said, do I need him to come home? I said, no, I'll come to you. You know, let him finish his shift. If, if I feel like it's getting close, then I'll definitely text him like, hey, let's go. But he was getting off at midnight. He was going to be done in two hours. So I was like, surely she's still like end of early labor, not quite in active labor. I get to this mom and she is in active labor. It went from zero to a hundred pretty quick. She's in active labor. And I'm like, okay, let's get up. Let's get up the stairs. Let's cause she was just in her living room. And I know she had all her birth stuff upstairs. So I was like, do you feel okay to go up the stairs? I knew going up the stairs might actually help some things happen too. I was like, do you feel comfortable going up the stairs? I can help you once we get up there. I'd like you to just get comfortable. We can do peanut ball on the bed. You can sit on the toilet. This girl she was willing to do the work. She goes, I want to, I'll sit on the toilet. Let's do it. She sits on that toilet. And when I tell you, she labored almost her entire labor on the, I call the midwife, by the way, I'm like, Hey, she's in it. She's inactive. And the midwife's like, okay, well, we have another mom that's in labor. So it's either going to be me and this one coming to you. Ooh, that's one of my clients on emergency bypass. Ooh, I'm excited to check that text. Um, but yeah, so she said, it's either going to be me and the assistant, or it's going to be the other two and, uh, we'll come out to you. And I was like, cause they trust me at this point when I'm like, a mom is in active labor. Like, okay, she's in active labor. So and she was only 38 weeks and something. She wasn't even 39 weeks. So I think they thought that, nah, there's no way it's probably just prodromal. Well, pff, 
they got to this mom, she showed up, uh, I want to say a little after, like right at midnight, midwife showed up. And right when dad got home and (sighs) this mom was in it, in it on the toilet, just doing her thing, just really surrendering. And when I say that this midwife was so amazing she just her and i we just like i helped her you know i was doing hands-on support but the midwife just sat there and was just in full trust of this mom didn't try to intervene because she was surrendering when i say surrendering she was doing it she didn't say like i want to go get comfortable or i want to get in the tub she knew because i had been telling her so much like you just surrender into that and then the baby will come and she did and her birth from start, that baby was born at four in the morning. Her birth from start to finish as a first time, first time mom was six hours because she decided she wanted to labor on that toilet until she hit transition. And as soon as she started saying, I can't do this anymore, I said, all right, let's fill up the tub. I looked at the midwife. I go, she can get in the tub now. And she goes, yeah, no cervical check, no nothing. The midwife was just like, yep, she's about to start pushing this baby out. We can, we, we all witness birth. We know the signs, right? And she was there. She surrendered and surrendered and surrendered and surrendered. She did all the work. She did it. And it's, she had fetal ejection in the tub. It was so cool, you know? And so it's like, I'm going to keep talking about this birth forever and ever and ever. Um, oh my God, I'm so excited. I really hope that this home birth happens soon. Ah, I'm so excited for this mama. But anyways, um, yeah, it's just, it's all about surrender. You know what I mean? And her breastfeeding journey started off so rocky. Oh my God. She started off with mastitis and clogs and I gave her all the things to do. Sorry about that. Gave her all the things to do. And uh, she's just liking my text messages. Nothing important right now. Um, But yeah, I gave her all the things to do in labor and she did it. I gave her all the things to do in breastfeeding and she did it. Her supply was like suffering because of the mastitis and all the things. She kept going. And then guess what? Last week at like five weeks postpartum, I got a text message. I just pumped five ounces. I'm so excited. I said, yes. Ooh, got to go. And I'm back. (laughs) Gotta go. And I'm back. And it woke the baby up. So I got the baby and all the fun things. Um, Yay. I'm so excited for this next H-back. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Just full surrender equals full trust in your body in your baby. So with that being said, I'm going to say... Trust your body and trust your baby. Until next time, love you guys.